0: Uh, hello. I'm Tom Fraser, and this is a special edition of my podcast. Today I'm in Singapore speaking with Jim Rogers. Uh, Jim Rogers, as you all know, is an, is an author of a number of books about investing and is a very observant person. Uh, on a on a personal note, I've been reading his books for, for a long time, and he's been very influential in how I uh, think about China. So uh, this is just a real thrill on a personal level to uh, be sitting here with Jim. Uh, Jim, just to start, uh, where where are we on, where is China today, and how do you see the economy evolving?
1: Uh, well, in the long term, China is going to be the most important country in the twenty first century. China's had recurring periods of greatness. It's the only country in the world that has had recurring periods of greatness. You know, Great Britain was great once, Egypt was great once, Rome was great once. China's been great three or four times. They've uh, been the absolute top nation in the world, but they've also had total catastrophe and collapse three or four times. But they're the only country that when that happens, after a few decades or 100 years, they turn around and go to the top again. 1978, Deng Xiaoping said we've got to try something new after disasters disastrous three or maybe four or 500 years, and they're on the rise again. They will be the most important country in the 21st century. In the longer term, Uh, that does not mean there won't be problems along the way. Every Family or individual or company or country which rises has problems as they rise. America in the 19th century had a horrible civil war, 15 depressions with a D, very few human rights, very little rule of law, and yet America became an extraordinary nation in the 20th century. So that's what's happening with China. They're probably going to be setbacks soon, uh, as the world has setbacks. China has a lot of debt for the first time in decades, and you're going to see bankruptcies in China, which is going to shock a lot of people, including Chinese. But it will be good for the Chinese system and for the world because bankruptcy uh, cleans out the system when people make failures. Uh, But in the longer run, just as in America, if you sold America every time there were problems, you would have regretted it, likewise with China now.
0: Uh, I've spent a fair amount of time traveling around China the last three or four years. And I, I, I guess one impression I come away with is how bifurcated the economy is, you know, the Northeast not doing so well, around Shenzhen, it seems like things are going great guns. Uh, I mean, what, what have you noticed about China's economy as it uh, has evolved from more of a developing world status to parts of it being more developed world? and uh, and, and how do you see that going forward?
1: Well, China, certainly now, I first went to China in 1984, and what a, it was third world country. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. You know, Mao Zedong had only been dead eight years in 1984, and they were still trying to recover Deng Xiaoping's new policies were slowly being being implemented. But now, if you go to China, I mean, they have the most extraordinary infrastructure in the world, in all the places I've been anyway. I mean, they spent a lot of money b- building the country, and people are much, much, much better off now than they were before. They certainly have the best highways in the world. They have the best airports. You know, you fly to New York and you go to... JFK, and you know you're in a third world airport, et cetera. Yeah. But in China, everything works and works well, or at least the things that I run into. And they're, they're on the rise. It's, uh, it's clear that things are, that the Chinese are much better off now than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, much less 50 years ago. And it's working. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I know the investors and in the listenership are going to ask me to, to ask this. Um, are there areas of the economy that you see as especially appealing you know for for investment uh, in in the next few years
1: well china has many problems which i'm not the only one who knows china's horribly polluted well, Beijing and the governments are now spending a lot of money trying to clean up China. So if you can find companies that are clean up the air, the water, the everything, you're going to get very, very rich no matter what happens in the world. Likewise, health care. China needs more and better health care. Uh, they're doing everything they can to improve the situation. Uh, if, if you find areas like that, one belt, one road, you've probably heard of it that the Chinese are now – building a huge communication, uh, transportation system between Europe and the rest of the world and China. Uh, that's, if you can get involved with those people, you're gonna make a huge fortune. There are many areas of the Chinese economy which have a great future, no matter what happens to the rest. Oh, one, a couple of others, by the way. Agriculture in China, I'm bullish on uh, agriculture everywhere, but especially in China, the government has decided and I decided, but noted that in the past 35 years, the people in the cities have done very well. It's certainly, much better than the people in the countryside. They are now spending a lot of money to help the agricultural pe- uh, industry and the areas of the country that that have agriculture. So that has a great future everywhere, but especially in China. If you go forward, Chinese tourism. You know, for the last few hundred years, it's been hard for the Chinese to travel, but now it's very easy to get a passport. It's very easy to take money out of the country for a trip, and there are 1300000000 of them. Chinese tourism has a spectacular future. Yeah.
0: Uh, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to take a bit of a tour around Asia for a minute. Um, I, I spent some time in Vietnam, and I'd, I'd like to ask you um, – Is Vietnam the next China? Would you see them following a similar uh, growth pattern?
1: Well, the Vietnamese are certainly, uh, they call themselves communists, like the Chinese call themselves communists, but they are certainly among the best capitalists in the world right now, and they are having a revival. They're not as good at it for some reason yet as the Chinese, but they're certainly having a huge revival, whether they, they will be one of the next Chinas, whether they're the next China or not. I, I'm more optimistic about the future of places like North Korea, which are certainly more depressed, uh, and whether change is taking place. But, but certainly, sure, I have investments in, v- in Vietnam.
0: Why not? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, South Korea has been in the news a lot just in the last few weeks. And uh, you know, Samsung has faced some challenges, uh, Hanjin shipping. Uh, uh, some political issues as well. Um, how, uh, uh, How are things going to develop there?
1: Well, South Korea's great future will be when they merge with the North. At that point, Korea will be perhaps the most exciting country in the world. You'll have a country on the Chinese border with 75 or 80 million people, lots of natural resources in the North. Disciplined, cheap, educated labor in the North, in the South they have vast amounts of capital and expertise. So South Korea's great future will be when they merge with the North. In the meantime, they got uh, various and sundry domestic problems. Maybe the the next election in uh, May of two thousand seventeen will help sort those problems out.
0: Um, Japan is also an interesting country, and they've um, they've. Uh you know, a bit ahead of other countries uh, as far as demographic change is going, and that's changed the economy. Um, How – could you talk to demographics a bit in Asia? Well, there's a very serious demographic
1: problem developing in Asia. First of all, they're not having any babies. Nearly every Asian country has a declining population or will have declining population soon because there are no babies being born. There's a worse problem that there are no girls, Uh, very, very, very few girls are being born in Asia. About the best thing you could be right now is a 15-year-old Korean girl. I cannot tell you what a great future you would have if you were a young girl in Asia because you know, for every 124 year old Korean boys of Korean girls, there are one hundred and twenty Korean boys in China. The birth rate is about one hundred and nineteen boys for every girl, etc. You go all over Europe, parts all over Asia, parts of India they cannot find wives right now. there just are no wives. so there's a huge huge, huge demographic problem of gender in in Asia as well as a, just the absolute numbers. Now this happened a thousand years ago in Europe, and a thousand years ago in Europe, there was a huge shortage of females, and the boys' family used to pay dowries in Europe because they needed wives and you know now in Asia the girls' family pays the dowry. a thousand years ago in Europe, the boys' family paid the dowry because there weren't any girls. That changed eventually, but it's now the same sort of Problem is developing in Asia as well. So, if you can become a fifteen-year-old Korean girl, you got a great future.
0: Yeah. Um, in Indonesia, yes, Indonesia is also a country I wanted to ask about. Uh, you know, one of the largest populations of any country in the world, and uh, I-, I think would you say on the cusp of making some significant uh, economic changes?
1: Well, I hope so. Uh, I used to be skeptical about uh, Indonesia, but they seem to be getting their act together now. Vast natural resources, as you know, a very large population, and uh, with certainly capitalist leanings and capitalist experience, uh, it does seem to be getting better now. Uh, My skepticism of 30 years ago has turned out to be wrong.
0: Okay, well, well, this is the conclusion of the first segment of my interview with Jim Rogers. Uh, To learn more, please go to the second segment of this interview.